0: Hi, this is Kristen Cabrera, reporter-producer from the Texas Standard. One of the coolest things about working on the show is getting to tell stories from my community, like this one I did on high school UAL Mariachi. But you know, this is Texas. You'd be hard-pressed to go a week without hearing. Dun-dun! Listen anytime to the Texas Standard, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and, if we're lucky, give us a little insight into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode, we'll be hearing from bass player and songwriter Steven Bruner, also known as Thundercat. But before we get started, I want to let you know that if you're about to head out on your holiday travels and you have some kind of long journey ahead of you and you're maybe like dreading it well we here at team this song have got you covered we have so many archived episodes for you to listen to on the plane or in the car i mean dude we have 62 episodes well actually 63 this is the 63rd so like seriously 63 episodes You can hear people like Tegan and Sarah and Run the Jewels and Leon Bridges tell you about transformative musical experiences. Like, I promise, your time will fly by. Okay, so Thundercat. It's a stage name of bass player Steven Bruner, and he first came onto my radar when we started playing his song, Them Changes on KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast. It's from his record, The Beyond Slash, Where the Giants Roam. And, like, it's such a good song. Such a good, catchy, sad song. And, well, I came to find out that, like, Thundercat, he's been around for a long time. He's recorded... On records as a session musician with people like Erica Badu and Kimbra and Childish Gambino, he's a collaborator with the avant R&B artist Flying Lotus. He worked on Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." Like, he's done a ton, and he's got a solo project. So he came to Austin, or. Near Austin, McDade, Texas, for Sound On Soundfest this past November. And he sat down backstage with our own Jack Anderson to talk about music that really broadened his own ideas of what it means to play bass. So here he is, Thundercat.
1: Oh, man. There's a few I talk about every now and again, you know, there's like, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog moment, you know, and then there's like the, um, maybe there's two that are around the same time. It's the moment that I heard Stanley Clark's School Days. And uh, also Jaco Pastorius, um, the self-titled album.
0: let's just start with Stanley Clark school days. How old were you at the time? Were you playing music
1: at the time? Um, yeah, I was playing music at the time, but it's like, it's very interesting, the role that as, as a bass player, where it's like, you know, what you're told as compared to what, you know, you fall into comfortably or as compared to what you pick up on rather quickly, you know? And, um, my dad always wanted to push me to be a, better musician Mm -hmm. not just a better bass player you know so it's like uh he would try to like uh you know try to kind of pay attention to see what resonated with me throughout the years and so it's things that he grew up with that he would pass down to me kind of because it's funny because there's a bit of a dance between school days and journey to love even still But for me, it was definitely school days, because I remember sitting with it and realizing it was a bass player's album, you know? And everything from the singing to the personnel to everything that was on it, I remember just and looking at the artwork and just sitting there and kind of being like, wow, it's all stemming from this guy playing bass. kind of putting together the idea of what it could be like there's so much more to what you do I wasn't even thinking about being a frontman at that age it had to be around the age of like uh, that was middle school for me so that would be like between the age of 10 and 14 somewhere maybe around 13 I remember um, I was listening to it you know during summer break, during, you know, regular school time, and, and I would listen to it. I remember my mom, she would see me listening to it so much. I remember one time she, like, she tried to, to as an incentive, she offered to pay me to learn Stanley Clark's solo at the end of life is just a game. <laughs> and I did, but I don't think she paid me the $200. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember getting the two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, but I did learn the song, you know. And um it was like learning a special move. You know, it was almost like you know you play like, Mortal Kombat, you yeah, get the, 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 you up, you learn up the B, fatality. Right left, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> found the special move, you found the combo. Yeah. You learn the fatality. You go on that moment with Jocko. I remember the specific moment where it happened, where I was playing Star Wars, yeah, uh, The Empire Strikes Back on Super Nintendo, and my dad just put it on in the background while I was playing Super Nintendo, I think while my mom was cooking or something, and I remember I wasn't paying attention until they got to a portrait of Tracy. is that you know and my dad kind of laughed he was like ha got you you know and it was like you know he explained it to me and I was one guy playing bass and I was just like stuck I was stuck I was like no way no way you know to Tracy like it stuck with me and I remember getting stuck on it and trying to learn it and not having any reference point, so having to learn it by myself and I only got to a certain certain level of it where I was like I could play through the first part but then when he starts doing all these false harmonics I don't know what he's doing and then I think it was in middle school that I had a a music teacher named Mr. Vins that played bass And then when he saw me one day, I think, trying to play A Portrait of Tracy, he was like, and he saw where I stopped. He was like, oh, you don't know the rest of the song. And he showed me the rest of the song. Yeah, wow. I remember that, you know. I always played electric, but for good measure, I also my mom put me in the Colburn School of Music when I was younger. And I studied upright for about two years, yeah. You know, it was like literally, I had a teacher named David Young. You know, he taught me the difference between a German and a French bow and, you know, mm. learning how to read and, and tonation and things like that and, like, the importance of finger position and stuff, you know, and it was like, it ultimately aided me with the electric bass. Right. No, but literally, like, um, the first Young Jazz Giants album with Kamasi my brother and Cameron Graves, I'm playing upright bass. Looking back to Stanley Clark and we're looking back to Jaco Pastorius. Do you still listen to that kind of stuff nowadays? Man, when I, you're it's almost like eating healthy in a different way. You know, it's like it, it's like exercise. You have to listen to them. You know, it's like it's like the music scape is always changing, and it's like inside of that, you know, there are certain things that you have to hold fast to, for certain mental sake. You know, it's like to remember and also to to keep it in the front of your mind and stuff like that. You know and I absolutely still listen to them. I just got through listening to Jocko's uh, live album, The Birthday Concert. Mm-hmm. To think that Michael Brecker's not here anymore, and like, you know, Jocko's not here anymore, you know? And, um, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know those remnants—they're like you know, like they're like etched in stone, so to speak. You know, and uh, I listen to them e- almost every day, every day almost. When you write, do you start with bass? Do you start with vocals? What do you start with? Well, I mean, nowadays, especially um, after the last couple years, it's become like a bit of a algorithm from many different places so sometimes it starts with me singing something or sometimes it starts with me joking or sometimes it'll start with me you know sitting there playing bass and trying to sing to me playing bass so, you know it's, it has diff- many different ways it starts now but um, originally it always would start from the bass yeah I'll, I chalk it all up to, to swinging and, in and the funk and it's like you know the truth is it's like as silly you know as, as weird as it may sound and as, as old school as it may sound, the truth is it always has to be funky, man. It has to be. That's why trap is so dope, because it's funky. And there's a swing to trap. Exactly. And it's like one of those things where if you can find it in the music anywhere, it resonates almost, you know, all the time, every time and I mean I guess I'm always looking for that specifically you know so it's like and and as far as in in terms of like emulating and things like that I mean the truth is there are periods where you go through sounding like people because it's like the truth is you're on your process and you're on your journey learning where you are and who you are so it's not necessarily I don't look at it as a bad thing when somebody sounds like somebody like you know it's like that's their process and when we and whenever the spotlight comes on you it's like it's not your fault usually but at the same time it's like you know it's something to grow with and take with you you know some people get stuck in it sometimes where they like to you know you hear Jocko, and then all you want to do is go buy a jazz bass and then you want to rip the frets out and you want to live the life Jocko lived but it's like he's dead man he did that already so now you take what he brought and you make it yours and change it that's the whole point to me you know it's like that's what hip-hop has been you know it's been like the technology of music to me you know and now we're on another page as, as you could see it turning you know so you know i think that it's a good thing sometimes to emulate because that's the only way you learn Somebody tell me how I'm supposed to
0: Is Them Changes by Thundercat. Right, it's really good, right? And you know what I liked about this interview? Like there are a couple of things that I really dug. First of all, we don't usually get to hear players talk about music on this podcast. And by players, I mean people who self-identify not primarily as songwriters, but as instrumentalists. And I personally find it so delightful to hear a player's perspective because for them the entire musical experience centers around their instrument i mean you heard it with thundercat it's oh gosh i'm about to say it okay i'm gonna say it he's all about that bass oh oh, i'm sorry i had to say it anyway most people they don't see music from that perspective because like there just aren't a ton of people in this world who know what it is to really understand the bass. And I always feel like when I hear players talk about music, it's like I'm getting picked up and shifted around and like I get to see music from a whole other angle. Hey, I married a drummer. What can I say? I love people who play instruments. And I also dug that Thundercat connected so much of his musical experience with, like, video games? Honestly, I've never heard that before in these interviews for this podcast. But, like, hearing him compare learning Stanley Clark's solo at the end of Life is Just a Game to learning, like, a secret gaming move made me really happy for some reason. So if listening to Thundercat made you happy, then you're in luck. He's going to be on tour in 2017. I'll post a link to those tour dates on the This Song page for this episode over at KUTX.org. And if you liked hearing Thundercat talk about the music that changed his life, well, please head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a rating or a review. They really help us. They help people find these stories and We really want as many people as possible to hear these stories. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This Song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by Jack Anderson, David Sanger, and me, Elizabeth McQueen. The interview with Thundercat was recorded by Jack Anderson, and you can catch him... Every Saturday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on KUTX 98.9. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account and does a killer job. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb for all they do for this podcast. And it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song You can follow us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.